Scooby-Doo, Supernatural. I have nothing for this one. It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Scooby-Natural. Tear me apart, Lisa! You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Sorry, Jeff. You lose. It Professor Plum. I said Plum. The men you seek think you are dead, Kimosabe. Of the start of the Bernoulli Convergenator. If he puts a car in fifth gear, he can jumpstart the whole thing. We don't have to be mean. Because remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Kerland. And I'm Mallory Sabrin. And we have come to, well, your last episode of. Mm-hmm. Not your average Saturday morning, September. And this one is for you. This one was picked by yes. you. This one is basically your bread and butter. Yes, it is. Seeing as Supernatural is one of my all-time favorite television shows ever. I So this show came out in 2005, um, freshman year of college. And I never watched it. Like, I, <laughs> I'm a diehard uh, Gilmore Girls fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am team, uh, Jesse. Yeah. And I, I've, I've never heard him referred to as Jesse. Jess. I'm just saying it sounded really weird when he said that. It, it felt weird saying it. <laughs> I, I, I always got Milo Ventimiglia confused with John Stamos from time to time. Like Interesting. Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Um, I, I was never a big Dean. So that's why mm-hmm. I like when Scooby Natural, I was like, oh, is he playing another guy named Dean? Because yeah. it's Dean and Sam Winchester. Yeah, and and however... He's Sam Winchester. Yeah, which is kind of funny. And so I had mentioned to you a fun fact is in season one when they were shooting Supernatural, uh, Jared Padalecki talked about how it was confusing because every time anybody said Dean, his inclination was to respond. So it took a little while to get out of the habit. And they actually have him like answering to Dean, right? Like, Like he starts to respond uh not on the show oh, okay that's not um i mean i don't want to spoil too much oh. unless you just you know because because you had said they had 18 years or 13 years yeah because you would say you know you had said that you would consider watching it now i mean yeah i would uh, uh i i think i'd be freaked out because their voices are were so deep in i this know episode well and- it's a it's a and it's a running joke that the boys have their voices have gotten deeper over the years and Were they smoking. They lo- I don't know, but it's funny. Cause you, you know, you watch the first episodes, you know, this is the first episode you've seen. Uh, once you go back and watch the pilot, yeah, they're, it got they're me babies. into it. It got me into it. I think, I think this is a good introductory episode good. 13 years later. Um, it reminded me a lot of psych. Also, I didn't, you're going to hate me for this, but I wasn't that big on Dean. I wasn't a Dean. So, in, I in this episode? Sti- I, just like his personality. Mm. So I'm a... De- okay, so there's definitely... There are Dean girls and there are Sam girls. So I like Castile. Castiel. Castiel. Yeah, or Cass. Cass. Uh, so I'm actually not a huge fan of Cass. Nobody kill me for this. Um, Cass is one of the most beloved characters in this okay. series. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that, that you would be drawn to him because he's 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 very funny like, without trying to be funny I sam too I, yeah. I like more the straight man like on psych on right. psych i'm like i'm team gus yeah i'm gus and lassie so sure so i will i will say this and i know you haven't seen this is your only episode of supernatural that you've ever really seen um right uh well when when i'm at the gym when i'm on the elliptical like 
it's on. It's but you're on not t- watching it. Oh, well, I can't hear it. Like I'm watching it, okay. but like I have no idea what's going okay, on. Okay, so I so I don't count that. So um, here's what I'd say about this episode. So I mean, it's an enjoyable episode. It's a one-off episode. Well, you enticed me to. So this is Scooby Natural. A mashup between Supernatural and you Scooby-Doo. said it's like a one-off. It's like yes, a, it's not. Every year they they have a one-off episode that doesn't go with more than and they'll have more than one off where they'll semi tie it into the major arc where they might establish that they're working a a run-of-the-mill case because their work towards whatever the big arc is for the season (coughs) is stalled so they're taking a usual case that's usually how they introduce an episode that's oh I don't like to say this one is definitely one off because there's this is really, a gimmicky one. Yeah, there's really nothing here that's even referencing to another episode aside from uh, Cass coming in saying he's got tree from the fruit of life, which is referencing something from this season. Um, but usually in the episodes where it's the one off or they're just working a run of the mill ghost hunt, Did it's you say like tree from the fruit of life. Yeah, you meant fruit from the tree of life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what i meant yes um uh so the, yeah there's really very little in this episode that ties to the arc so it really is there there are usually a couple of these episodes well you got me into this one like like the thing that enticed me was a this is for not your average saturday morning and b you said that like it's a scooby-doo episode where like characters are getting actually murdered right so here's and i've seen the behind the scenes stuff about them talking about writing this episode and the the goal of the episode how do you mash up scooby-doo with supernatural and you have to find a balance and you know you were even shocked to see the bloody bodies in scooby-doo because that's not scooby-doo but at the same time what then again, I don't. I don't really watch a lot of Scooby Doo, so I could be incorrect with. It wasn't that the the line that got me. Like I anticipated bloody bodies when they're like, oh, because uh, when they bump into the the mystery machine gang and the gang, the Scooby gang, they're at a malt shop, of course, but they're like, oh, we're going to this mansion because this guy died, and they're like, oh, how did he die? Did he mysteriously vanish? And they go cancer, and I was like, holy shit and like yeah like i was like oh my god because like they've never addressed it in the scooby-doo episode and they're like yeah he died terminal illness got him you see kids what happened was like the virus was going through his system shutting down his organs and there he was lying in a bed waiting for the nurse to come <laughs> yeah. it's like like when when they establish like in a cartoon an actual mortal coil yeah and you're like Oh my god. There are there are real stakes for the characters. Right, but this felt more like it that felt like a Simpsons joke or mm-hmm. like a Family Guy joke or yeah. something. Like like uh on Family Guy like Oh man, I haven't been this upset since, you know, the Scooby gang and I found out that Shaggy's uncle died. Wow, Shaggy, how did your uncle die? Well you see, he had cancer. Oh wow. Yeah. Like Brian just coming in and be like Jesus. Yeah, it's definitely a way to establish that this is not an average Scooby Doo episode. But the but I thought that also Sam's reaction to that. Oh yeah, like like the look on his face was like yeah. What? Sam is that's pretty much Sam in response to Dean. Dean, I will say, are this, you Dean or Sam? I'm a Dean girl. Oh, okay. Hardcore Dean girl. So here's the thing I'll say about Dean's character because in all reality, um, Dean is I would say his most extreme 
personality quirks are more prevalent in the comedic episodes. Uh, however, he's not, he's himself, but he's not himself in this because Dean is definitely a womanizer a lot of the times, but this was a little ridiculous and I actually didn't like how aggressive he was towards Daphne because he's not She's a cartoon character. Which I understand No, that. no, no, no. Okay, yeah, well, so, yeah. So I I agree with you 100%. It's it's a little uncomfortable. I I agree 100%. But what it, what it felt like is like I think they were trying to address the way he went about it was really gross, gross. And, and and like they even addressed that like Sam's like you need to calm down, but a lot of boys what their first crushes are on cartoon characters yeah like like Daphne Shira, um, uh, what's her name from the Thundercats? No idea. But uh, Chitara. Yeah. Like, like, so like, he's trying, he wants to live out of fantasy. And you, d- you don't know because you're like eight years old and you're like, oh man, she's cute. Yeah. Like you don't know that you have a crush on a cartoon character, but they address that and then they went for broke because it's like, yeah. dude, she's a cartoon character and also you're a man. Yeah. It's very, I would say Dean in the comedic episode, I love Goofy Dean. Goofy Dean is one of my favorite versions of Dean and he's not. He, he reminded me a lot of Bruce Campbell. Like, like from Evil Dead. Yeah, and so I would say that is one aspect of his personality. Goofy Dean to me is Happy Dean, which is a actually a rare occurrence. So, so having and I don't want to spoil too much for you, but Goofy Dean to me feels so good because it means that he's in an okay place which is very is a is a difficult thing to see from the boys. So, so when you have Dean being his goofy, obnoxious, ridiculous self and Sam's like, "Dean, can you just be not that?" That's when you know that the boys are are okay. And so and it because it's not common. It's more common in the first season when things aren't so crazy. So whenever that's why I love Goofy Dean so much when he's just so letting himself just go and be all of all of that because it just means that they're okay <laughs> well okay so raspy voice aside like, like <laughs> going back to the, yeah like the raspy voice just the way they sound and the way they act it's very believable because you told me that jeffrey dean morgan plays their dad mm-hmm, yeah. the comedian plays their yeah. dad from Watchmen. like watching this episode and just hearing how they talked and seeing how they act it's very believable that jeffrey dean morgan is their dad oh yeah for sure like, like uh, so their dad's dead, right? Yes. Okay. Is he gonna? Do, do you think at the end of the series, like he's gonna come back or? Um, I honestly have no idea. Because he been... wants to. He want Jeffrey Dean Morgan wants to come back. Yeah, I mean, I can guarantee. I remember when um he showed up for the first convention and people went nuts. So I know that. Wait, he... there's like supernatural conventions. Oh, Scott, are you serious with that question? Well, I didn't know that the show was like that big. I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not saying that to dismiss it. I'm just. I'm genuinely at like. No, I, I. I had no idea. So supernatural is is in a huge. Think Doctor Who. Okay. Think. I mean, it's think Sherlock. Think anything that hero has and a, villain con like. Yeah, I mean, this is supernatural has a massive, massive fan following. Supernatural does um its own conventions. It does thirteen conventions. I think it's thirteen. Uh throughout the world during the year okay in college i was friends with 
like, I had friends in college who these two girls were so obsessed with Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, oh, we're going to go to the movies because Thursday nights in college was like the cheap night for yeah. for college students. And like they, I'm pretty sure that the college tried to cut a deal with the, the local movie theater. Mm-hmm. So kids weren't going out drinking yeah. and getting blessed and yeah. being like, woo. But like what they didn't anticipate is people would go to the movies at eight o'clock and then they would go to party. Yeah. Like I wanted to just go into the, the uh, president's office and be like, you didn't think that one through, mm-hmm. but we couldn't go to the movies. We wanted to go with our friends with, with these like three girls, but they wouldn't leave between the hours of what was it? Nine and 10. The show's on. I, the show has changed time slots and weeknights, so I didn't start watching when it first came out. I didn't start watching until season six, which is around 2011, mm-hmm. so that I don't know. But, y- yeah, you can't... You, so, so, yeah. so like, Thursday nights at, at 10 o'clock, uh, we would have to go to the movies, or we would just go without them. Right. Um, yeah, it's the Supernatural fandom is massive. It's influential. Um, so you met Castiel in this episode. Yep. Uh, he was not supposed to still be around. He was going to be in one, maybe two episodes. The fandom loved him so much. And the, the writer, like the writers say this, the fandom loved him so much. What season did he come in? Season four. And they they kept him coming back because the fandom loved him so, so much. So he's been on for like the last 10 years? Yeah. And is he a series regular now? Yes. Who is, is he Misha Collins? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and what's, what's great about that, you know, it's called the SPN family, the supernatural family. And it really, it, it is a community. I mean, the, the, the two boys, they really care about their fans and, and anyone who has worked with them. I mean, you know, it's not surprising that people love coming on the show. They want to come on the show. Um, I forget. I think the per I, there was a per- there was a character who shows up in season 13 who said that she was a fan of the show for a really long time and then it was a dream come true for her to be on it and it met all of her expectations because everyone is so wonderful. Um, and I don't- that actress is Saoirse Ronan. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you never, I've never heard anything negative said about it in, t- in terms of the set and in terms of working I mean, with everyone. I've met Jared Padalecki at, at like, uh, Boston Comic Con and really? like, like, like I I could have put in a request to interview him. That's so cool. Um, but like his schedule was so I mean, crazy. Yeah. And Jensen Jensen Ackles also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I ended up like interviewing like uh Christopher Lloyd or someone. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, who needs those guys yeah. when you got Doc Brown? But like. Like I would eventually love to meet them and talk to yeah, them. Yeah, they're just they're they see they're really cool. They care about their fans. And so going back to what you said about Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I'm sure that because uh, they want they would love to have him back on the show. But you know, Walking Dead and blah blah blah. I mean, everybody. Well, he's not on Walking Dead anymore. Oh, all right. I'm pretty sure his character's dead. All right. Spoilers. I don't. I. I, I I'm not. Watched... I'm not invested in the Walking Dead, so I don't know. But um, I know that if it's possible. For him to end up back on the show, I think they will do everything they can to find a way to do it. What that, if his character works. turned out to be Negan from Walking Dead? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, there's certain things that I can't talk about if you're going to watch it. Well. I guess, I, I mean, I guess it's not that big of a deal. 
I don't know. I... Just talk about okay, it. I don't well, care. I, you know, I don't give it. I don't give a I shit. I know. Look. I know you don't. I guess it's because the... Okay, the, let the... me explain it to you. This is why I don't care. Um, because, you know, I've been writing uh, not just movie reviews. I've seen so many movies. I've written so many scripts myself. I, this sounds so blowhardy and, and pretentious. Yep. I'm not, <laughs> I'm I'm not meaning for it. I know. But, I'm But, kidding. like, now when I watch stuff... I'm not saying like I'm desensitized, but like I can see it coming. Like I, it's not, it's not, it's not that. I think for me, because this is one of my most beloved television shows, that I will never be able to experience watching this show for the first time. You know what I mean? So, uh, I I know that, and I don't know if you're gonna enjoy it the way I enjoyed it. I mean, you might find it entertaining, but you might not have a love I for it the way I do. I don't think I will, and I, I th- I think I'm gonna like it. But I don't think I'm going to have the attachment that you will. Right, which is because, fine. Because also, this has a different type of, you know, attraction for you because you're you're a huge fan of Smallville. And Jensen Ackles yes. was on Smallville. Um, and you're a huge yeah. fan. You love Gilmore Girls and Dean and Jared. So Pet- just for the record, I mean, okay. You will do whatever I say. <laughs> so I, I am writing the check right now. Remember, so I didn't really know much about this show. I knew it was on. I knew I I Does knew a couple number of people. Come across if I if I pay you this much money, mm-hmm. will you say whatever uh-huh. I tell you to say? No, uh, <laughs> unless you buy me a new kitchen. Um, so even I'm not. <laughs> so uh, there are some things I can't even yeah. do. <laughs> so uh, I started watching it like yes okay I was a fan of Smallville yes I was a fan of Gilmore Girls I wasn't as fan of as much of a fan as you are I think no I'm just saying Girls, that you like these actors it's, I didn't I not well, you always I, hated Dean on Gilmore Girls right yeah so yeah, whiny. yeah I I wouldn't say that I started watching it because I liked them as actors I liked them because they were pretty men to look at. I, I Which wasn't, is not what I wasn't going to degrade thing. you that way. Oh, no, this is no. OK, so here's so here's my journey to Supernatural. So I knew <laughs> pretty people. Boy. Yeah, I I knew people who watched it and so pretty and they really strongly kept telling me that it's really a show that I should watch. And they phrased it to me this way. At the very least, they are very nice to look at. And I couldn't really argue with them. And I think it was when I think I was sick or I had a surgery or something that and it was on Netflix and I decided to just binge watch it. Um, and I put on the first episode and I just I just I started watching it because they were pretty and it was something to do. And they are not what kept me there. What kept me where, there was that I really got into the storyline. I got into the storytelling I found it interesting. I found the characters interesting. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, no, I, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. that. That's how I got into... That's how I got into both Community and BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Because I both had the flu at different times. But uh, a few years ago, I had the flu really bad. And the first two seasons of BoJack, I think the third one just came out. And I just went right through it. Yeah. And I got addicted and then with Community, I know that in like 2010, 2011, I was really sick. And I just went through the first two seasons. Yeah. So like, I, I understand that. And yeah. that makes perfect sense. Where you just, where you watch it for whatever reason. And then you just, you fall in love with it. Um, so as far as, well, as far as the Jeffrey Dean Morgan Negan thing, um, this show gets so meta 
Okay. Really, really meta. And one of the things... And well, the joke I was going to make is that he was just going to reappear and go, well, 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 well. Which brother am I going to sacrifice? Well, what ends up happening is Dean... Say hi to Lucille. Yeah. Well, what happens is Dean pulls Lucille out from a trunk or something. And I think he pulls Lucille out. He's holding her and he's like, oh, God, I love this old bat of dads. <laughs> and that's that's kind of that's all that's said. Oh, okay. uh, but there are little things like that that happen um, that the show does a great job. So so Scooby Natural is a one off. It's a comedic one off. And it's and 80 percent of it is animated. Yes. So it's uh, a good representation of when the show can change its format into whatever it wants to do and break away from its normal procedural uh, thing that it does. It also answers what we would all do if we became cartoon characters. Yeah. Dean, what just did... Ah! You're You're a cartoon! cartoon. I'm I'm a cartoon! cartoon. Uh, Is this... Okay, okay, okay. This is a dream. It's got to be a... Dude! It's not a dream. Holy crap. This, this, uh, you saw that light. Did we just get sucked into the TV? You know that. Like a fantasy fulfillment kind of thing. Right. If you could make a giant, like, cartoon sandwich, you would open your jaw. Yeah, which is, and you have no idea how Dean it is for him to do that. (laughs) But you have no idea how Dean it is for him to do that. I don't think it's just Dean. I think it, uh, I, like I said, mansplaining. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not saying like, that that was my first thought. Like as soon as I saw the sandwich, I was like, oh man, I would do that. And then he does it. And I was like, yeah, well for the, the, I guess the reason for me, why I enjoy that moment so much is not because yeah, if you could do that with a sandwich, you would is because it was Dean that did it. Right. Not Sam, not anybody else. It was Dean. Well, like it, it just didn't seem like, I don't want to say. You can say whatever you want. Well, I don't want to sound like a jerk because, like, this is my first time watching it. Sure. But, but like, just getting the vibe from Sam, it it didn't seem like this is the type of thing that he would do. He wouldn't put a giant sandwich in his mouth. Sam would not. No. Right. Right. So, like, you need one of those two guys. Uh, I mean, if Cass did it, like, if he just showed up, that would be funny because it's out of character for him. It would be funny, but it would be weird. I mean, like, some of the things that Cass was saying that, that made me like him is, like, oh, you two lovable, um, what what did he call, uh, charlatan? Philistine. Philistine. Said, great, now I'm stuck with a Philistine and his dog. Th- that, that made me laugh because I was like, oh, that's his way of calling him a dirty hippie. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Cass is, Cass is a very literal character. Uh, I think you'll really, you were drawn to him immediately, so you're definitely going to be in the, I think you'll okay, definitely be in the so cast I, camp. I was drawn to him because, like, my favorite comic book characters, I've talked briefly about, Doctor Strange is one of my favorite comic mm-hmm. book characters, um, but the other one is John Constantine, right. Hellblazer, and he gives off that vibe, even the trench coat and the, the tie and, like, right. Like, so I don't know if it was intentional for that. It had for, to be. Because so, Constantine came out in 1989. Okay. So for all I know it was, I just don't know. I haven't, I, I look at, you know, I'm not ever going to end up at a van, fan convention myself um, because it's just not my thing. Right. Uh, but so I watch. Tons a, of people around. You would be 
I would hate it. You I would can't be miserable. take it. I you can't would, do you it. You would like the fact that you would get to meet them. Yeah. And even that, you know, while it would be fun to meet them, that's not, I'm the one who, because I love the story so much, I'm more, I'd want to sit in the writer's room. That's what I'd want to do. You know, I'd want to be, I would want to be behind the scenes and see the production and, and, and that kind of stuff. That's what, it, that's one of the things that attracts me so much to the show. I'm shocked that, like, like, it makes sense that because they also solve mysteries that that they did a crossover with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. But what I thought that they they would do for something like this with the tone, I thought that they would like try and get Joss Whedon involved and do like a Buffy crossover. Um I don't think I don't I don't I'm sure that's probably been discussed it had at some to point be something similar. Well, here's well he, the issue with that is um that vampires are in the show. And it's and it's Supernatural's version of vampires. So I'm right. so so Buffy and Supernatural don't exist in the same universe. Not that that's a problem because the universe cross all the time. They ended up in a cartoon. Universe crossing is not a, not an issue. I would uh, love for them to end up on Firefly. Like <laughs> like so you said that this is like number five on your. I so I have a list of top five all time favorite television shows. They are not ranked. They are all equally favorited. Yeah. So, yeah, because for, for a show like this, for me, this is my psych. Like, the way I feel about psych, you clearly feel this way. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, like, like mine is, like, psych and Firefly. Yeah, like, I have a Cheers. deep emotional attachment to this television show. And I can see it. Like, like it's, the writing is very sharp. The, the yeah. writing is, like, it, honestly, I'll I, say didn't, I didn't give this show. Be. It can be very sharp. Okay, okay, <laughs> I didn't give this show a shot. I always make fun of you for it. Because it's funny. And because you get a rise out of me and you find right, it entertaining. Right, right, right. It's funny to see like how upset you get when I was like, oh, this show sucks. Yeah, which I'm... At least I'm not two good looking men driving around <laughs> which, in an and old you know car me with... well, And you know me well enough to know that there's not a lot of things that will get that kind of reaction out of right, me. Right, but making fun of Supernatural will. It's just, mm, oh, it's my show. Like, like, like if I was to say like Fringe is the worst show but I don't say that because Fringe is one of my favorite shows. And honestly, I have a friend who used to work on Fringe. So, really? Yeah. Fringe is so good. Yeah, I love Fringe. Except for the last like couple of episodes of the series. See, I actually really liked it. Eh, it's I okay. really liked it. I mean, you know, that's debatable. I really, I, I really liked the I show. liked Michael Cervais's Cervais? Sweeney Todd, his character. He's one of the watchers. He's one of the... The observers? Observers. Is he September? Yes, he is. Okay. He's one of my favorite characters on the show. September's great. September's yeah. amazing. So, Sla- September so, slash Donald. So what happens with him? With? September. What happens with him? He dies, right? Yeah, he becomes Donald. Yeah. And he sacrifices himself for his, his quote-unquote son. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> you didn't like it? Oh. Oh, okay. I, don't, I don't like watching Michael Cervais die. Oh, okay. Because I love him. So for me, when I watch shows, my like or dislike of something isn't because something happened in an episode that upset me. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Like Supernatural, there are a lot of episodes and entire seasons. <coughs> season seven. <coughs> uh, where... Don't worry, it happens with... with... The best of shows. Yeah. Where, Community season four. Yeah. So, um. They call it the gas leak season. Yeah. They there is. There have been plenty of things in Supernatural that I didn't want to happen, but I can separate what I think was good storytelling 
to what this was wasn't. this was genius storytelling because it gives you something like that you've always wanted to see you've always wanted to see a scooby-doo episode with the original with the actual cast it's not the original um shaggy and velma because both those actors are dead casey Kasem was the original yeah How, does that blow your mind knowing that casey Kasem was the, the original yeah yeah Oh, I can't believe Scoob. And he writes, "Yeah, dear Scooby, I am so happy. Can you please play Sugar by the Archies? Like, yeah, like that blows my mind. But it's Matthew Lillard who has been the voice of Shaggy since like, I think since two thousand two, since he played him in the Scooby Doo movie. Mm-hmm. I think he has. Um, and Kate Micucci, who is the voice of uh." She's from Garfunkel and Oates. She's an actress. I love Kate Micucci. Um And then it's Greg Griffith, Griffin, who is the voice, who has been the voice of Daphne, probably since like the mid '90s. And then Frank Welker has been the voice of of Scooby and um, Fred yeah. since the '70s. And so the and and it's not just the voice performers. The writers of Scooby Doo too. Were but those par- are the writers partici- now. Yes. That those are the writers of the new show. Correct. Which that new show is more I think that's the one that's on Adult Swim. Oh, okay. Well, I know that um Or or it, it, there's a Cartoon Network like it's not Adult Swim but they have a primetime one that is right. aimed more at teens and 20 okay. somethings. Well, I know that that the goal of this episode I mean, it's still a supernatural episode, but they 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 took great care in trying to preserve the spirit of Scooby-Doo. Shaggy, are you okay? Like, do I look like I'm okay? It appears his arm is broken. What? That's not... I have jumped out of a biplane in a museum and was fine. How did this happen? I don't know. I, I Something threw me across the room. Wires. Probably just wires. Like, hello? Broken arm here. Oh. Shaggy, brace yourself. Fred, give me your ascot. Which is, you know, Supernatural can get very, very dark. But it also, like, anyone who watches Scooby-Doo, like, it, it, Scooby-Doo I watched growing up. I didn't watch it a ton. It wasn't, Which I didn't watch it at all growing up. The, the Hanna-Barbera, Hanna-Barbera stuff that I watched the most was Flintstones, obviously. Yeah. And Jetsons. Right. This, eh, didn't really do it for me. But when I watched it, I always posed the question... What if what if it actually turned out to be a ghost? And what if like the ghost was like just killing people? Right, which exactly is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say something, but I I I didn't want to say it. Like What? Everyone has always had the fantasy of what would happen if like they killed Scooby too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like like what would happen if Scooby was just like, you know. Um this episode, the malt shop brought me back to something. Um, I had a Scooby-Doo milkshake mug. Really? With Shaggy and Scooby on it. Aw. So, so when I saw them in the malt shop, I was like, oh, it took me back. And then I remembered that like an idiot because I was a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. I dropped it. Oh, no. I, like, I dropped it and... It was, like, right when I perfected, like, do you know when you're little and you finally perfect making, like, something you like to eat? No. 
No? Okay, so I... So you can cook. Oh, that's right. I cannot. I set things on fire. Right, but I finally found a way to make the perfect milkshake. Mm -hmm. And I finally had it in my glass, and it tasted great. And I only took one sip, and I tripped, and I broke them. Oh, no. And then I forgot how much I put in of everything, because I was eight years old. Mm. And I was like, no. And my dad's like, you have to clean that up now. And I was like, shit. And he's like, don't (laughs) swear. And I was like son of a bitch and he's like what did i just say and i was like i just lost my favorite mug and he's like scooby-doo sucks <gasps> oh. no no he didn't say that I was like, Your no, dad? I, no no but my dad's like uh the flintstones were better that's, yeah that's literally what mm-hmm. he said yeah and i was like ah, oh, damn it uh sorry my, my phone is blowing up over here and i don't know what's going on mm. um and uh yeah so i'm gonna cut that out (laughs) the pause i think i think hearing matthew lillard as the voice of so so you watched scooby-doo right as a kid a little bit i mean i knew the show did you see any of the specials that they did like no i if i did i don't remember there's one where where it's just shaggy and scooby and they go to an all-girl monster prep prep school and there's sure. like there's a girl who is like a frankenstein and a girl who's a vampire and sure i remember that but i think he is i think matthew lillard is a better shaggy than casey Kasem ever really? was and i know that's super controversial and may he rest in peace matthew lillard's career <laughs> i mean Casey Kasem, may rest in peace. Yeah, the look you gave me was like Matthew Lillard is a saint. I I don't. I mean, I don't even know who that is by name. Okay, so, so I, Ma- Matthew Lillard was in Scream, the movie Scream. Never saw it. Uh, did you see she's all uh, she's all that with Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook? Yeah, he was the guy from Real World. Who, oh my he, goodness! Oh, and he was in the live action Scooby Doo. Yes, that, that's how he became the voice of... Yeah. That's how he became the voice of Shaggy, because he played it in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Even though they gave him the ugliest haircut. Well, I mean, you know, it was kind of shaggy. Well, all they... Ha- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to do that once. But he he's now the voice of Shaggy, yeah. and he is better, in my opinion, than Casey Kasem. So that's why I was a little upset in this episode that they gave Shaggy nothing to do, because it's Shaggy. It's shaggy. Mm-hmm. The, o- the only way I could justify that um, is to say that, it, you know, Dean is so obsessed with Daphne that there's so much of that, that that was one of the things that... That was very... Which, up- that was I really, so upsetting, I, re- I really didn't like that. So Dean, So Dean's character, he is very much a womanizer, but he's not... But Dean, you know... I don't know how to say this without sounding weird, but Dean's got game. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to try so hard. Right. Dean, if Dean well, wants... Well, that they were doing cartoon logic. Which I, which I understand, but there was a serious ick factor. I mean, particularly, I don't, like, Dean isn't like this, where if there was a... I understand it's a cartoon, and Daphne isn't technically a real person, but but Dean in real life... Wait, wouldn't... what? She's not a real person? I'm sorry, did I just shatter all your hopes and dreams and crush your reality? Uh. I'm sorry about that. Well, I, I, the only reason why I had a crush on Daphne, and I've talked about this on the podcast, is I always had a huge crush on Sarah Michelle Gellar, who mm-hmm. played Daphne. Yeah. And I had a, for my 
bar mitzvah, I had a I got a cardboard cutout of Did Sir really? Michelle Geller. I had one. That's hilarious. So, so we gave out as prizes. We gave out Sir. Uh, we gave out uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan, Padawan mm-hmm. Obi Wan. That means something. Then we had uh, Austin Powers. Yep. Someone took the Felicity Shagwell, which I wanted. Your bar mitzvah was way cooler than mine. And um, <laughs> we also gave out VHS tapes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But the movies were like super cheap. It was like yeah. Honey I Shrunk the Kid and Honey I Blew yeah. Up the Kid and um, Monkey Trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then there was a Sarah Michelle Geller as Buffy cardboard mm-hmm. cutout, which I got to take home. Yeah. And I always had a crush on on Sarah Michelle Geller, and she was Daphne on Scooby yeah. Doo. So, so yeah. Yeah, but it's just it's yeah. I think that's the only thing I didn't. So she Daphne is real to me. Yes. If that's okay with you. It's fine. I. It's just that Dean isn't like that. And I can understand him Him trying to get Daphne to see I him. I think or, it's what I said. I, th- I think it is that whole, he was a child. He talked about yeah, watching and he, Scooby-Doo. And, and I think probably in his mind, he's in a cartoon. So what does it matter? But also, regardless of it, you're in a cartoon. I mean, it's just weird. And it's un it's uncomfortable with how aggressive he right. is that's, with her. That's why I liked what they did with Sam and Velma. Yeah. I thought that, that was adorable. It's very cute, yes. With 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 Velma just trying to deny that she has a thing for him and Sam not really caring one way or the other and then like she lays did. one on him. <laughs> and I love how Dean was like, How was it? Like <laughs> Yeah, and then he's like, ah, sh- it's always the quiet ones. Should have gone for Velma. Which is so degrading. Like it. So Dean This does, is why I didn't really like him in this one. I, under- I understand that. I think because I've got 13 years of knowing this character, I understand where a lot of this stuff comes from. I just wish, I wish the aggressiveness towards Daphne was way dialed down where it was like, oh, yeah, where maybe he was drooling over her and following her around and trying to always be there protecting her versus constantly trying to get her into a compromising position and coming on to her. Yeah. Which that's the, it's a major ick factor, which I really just wasn't a fan of. And the thing that won me with Dean was, was the kid stuff. When, when you find out that the, the monster or the ghost is a tortured, uh, ghost of a, of a little boy. Yeah. Can you explain that to me? Like, why is it kids that like, so, how much time do we have uh so there's a we're only at like 36 minutes okay well dean and kids it's established so do you you don't care if i spoil anything for you i don't give a okay. shit right. i don't I'm care just, i'm just checking so dean uh dean was four i want to say four when sam was born so uh john so jeffrey dean morgan um mm-hmm. is john winchester and there's Mary Winchester, uh, who's their mother. And when Sam, who's the younger brother, is six months old and Dean's about four, uh, uh, four or five, uh, their mother, uh, there's a fire and their mother dies in the house. And uh, she's, we, the pilot opens with uh, John Winchester seeing Mary burning on the ceiling. And uh, it, uh, John hands the baby Sam to Dean, to four or five-year-old Dean, to get Sam out of the house. And that's their dynamic for a huge amount of 
not just their lives, but the show that we see. So Dean is the older protective older brother. Wait, Jensen Ackles' character is supposed to be older than Jared Padalecki? And they are in real life. Really? Yeah. He They're looked- like four years apart. Oh, really? Yeah, they have a real... I think they're both one year older than their characters, and it's the same age gap. It's so weird because I thought that Jared was older. Because he looks older. Because he's tall? Because he's taller? No, because <laughs> his hairline's receding. <laughs> like, oh. oh. Well, uh, but so... Like, like, you can't really tell because his hair's so yeah. long, but but he's got a... Yeah. So there's... So there's on him. Yeah. So there's a huge theme um, for a huge part of the series of Dean being in charge of making sure that Sam's okay. Uh, and it's a it's a deep, deep, deep thing. So, so when it so when it comes to kids, everything about Dean changes. Uh, because Because the look he gives when they actually come back to the real world. Yeah. Like like he I I call it the Hawkeye look. Like like whenever you see in the Avengers uh, when Hawkeye is protecting the whatchamacallit uh uh what's his name uh uh, quicksilver and scarlet witch okay uh i mean i've seen the movies but like like when when he's trying to wanda when he's trying to in civil war when he's trying to protect her and get her to safety Mm -hmm. like the look he gives her is like i don't remember that protecting yeah yeah so that won me over. Like, really, like it did. Yeah. If I think it was a little bit out of character to see Dean so aggressive towards someone. Again, it's a care. It's you know, it's a cartoon, and you know, it's a fantasy fulfillment for him. But I've never seen. I've never seen him in that kind of form where he's that aggressive in pursuit of female affection, I guess you could say. I mean, he definitely is a womanizer. He'll definitely push a little too hard, but he would never. I can't recall any space where if he thought that a woman was uncomfortable, he would back off. Like if he like he pursues the women that he sees are See, interested in I, him. I wish they they backed off on that exactly like you yeah, said. Yeah, and it really it did I, I wish they focused on the episode. love triangle with him and Freddie and Daphne. Yeah, that I thought would that have been, been funnier. Funny. It would have been funny and it would have been charming and I think just the fact that he's constantly trying to hook up with Daphne and that's and, the goal and, and every time he muttered something about Fred under his breath made me laugh. So Yeah, cuz that kind of thing is funny that he's he's jealous like Fred, of Fred. You son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I would have I would have preferred that. I think that was just a little bit too much, but I hopefully I think the Dean that you see at the end, the Dean that you see eating the sandwich, the Dean that you see freaking out that he's in a Scooby-Doo cartoon and how excited he is to be in a Scooby-Doo. The Dean wearing an ascot. Right. Dean wearing an ascot. Dean doing a weird, you know, doing the Scooby-Doo thing at the end. And uh, the look Dean gives to that little boy at the end, that is Dean. Like, I love every time he tries to swear at Freddy and like, like he's like. (laughs) Yeah. But, and at the same, I, I don't remember. I don't remember hearing the line, but I know it's in there. Uh, I think it is anyways, where where Dean is trying to explain to Sam, no, no, they're innocent. They're perfect. We can't corrupt them. Uh, I know it was in there somewhere. I just don't remember. Um, you know, and also anything that's related to their childhood has deep emotional cuts for both of them because they they love their father, but that relationship is very complicated. Yeah. Because... What happens is um, their mother dies. Mm-hmm. 
and in a very in a in an insane way and the father doesn't understand how or why or what so he's after those answers he sticks his boys in the back of his impala and takes off cross country and they would leave him alone they would leave he would leave the boys alone for days at a time it kind of sounds like and you're gonna think i'm crazy kind of sounds like the plot of casper a little bit a little bit um bill pullman always looking for answers kind of yeah except I would say Bill Pullman is a more attentive father. Okay. Uh, in the sense that he would never leave his daughter alone for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Because he would, I mean, I think Dean would have been, there's an episode where Dean is 10 maybe. Um, I think this happens in season one. Uh, where Dean is 10 and he's taking care of his six-year-old little brother. And, and their father's gone. And it's his job to take care of his little brother. I mean, he's 10 years old. He has to, and he has to make sure that not only is his little brother, um, you know, being fed and being taken care of that way, but it's Dean's job to make sure that if anything supernatural comes to attack them, that he can protect them. He puts that on, John Winchester puts that on his sons and, and leaves them. And, and it's, it's a, that relationship and, and their feelings towards their father is talked about and it's addressed Saint and and all of that. So they do get into so So you're telling me that in this animated episode there's all this subtext. You have no idea. You have no idea how much is in and here. That that kind of that that's kinda of cool. That that's kind of like like you have to think twice. Yeah. I mean I think it's I think what I love about the one off episodes, which sometimes I, I'm so desperate to see what's going to happen with the big arc. I don't appreciate them until I go back and rewatch them. Is what's what's lovely about them is that if you're a fan of the show and you followed it, there are endless amounts of Easter eggs. I think I I got hysterical in one of the first lines of the episode, and the two of you looked at me like I was nuts. I was like, "That's an inside joke that goes back for." I th- he said, um, he said, uh, Dean called him something moose something. Uh, does this sound familiar? Yeah, it was like Mooseville or something. Yeah, and I got hysterical because one of the nicknames for Sam is Moose. And this has been long established years ago. Uh, and, and Dean is Squirrel. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, moose and Squirrel. Yeah. Uh, and this is, a, this is a running joke. Oh, because you said uh, Moose and Squirrel in uh, Plotsylvania. Plotsylvania is from Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, okay. That's yeah. where they live is Plotsylvania. Oh, okay. Because it's the plot. A show's plot. Got it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh so um so yeah, the moose and squirrel thing goes back ages and ages and ages. And uh I lost my train of thought. Just all the subtext in this episode. Yes, yes, thank you. So so the idea that Dean is in a cartoon so one of the few things that uh, and this is not the first time that Scooby Doo is brought up in the show. Uh, it's well established that Dean is a Scooby Doo fan. Okay. Because so they are monster hunters, and this is a cartoon show about monster hunters. hunting, hunting ghosts and hunting monsters. And so, you know, when you're when you're eight, nine, ten years old, and it's your responsibility to literally keep your brother from getting murdered, 
you get very few chances to enjoy anything that resembles childhood. See, like- and and so Scooby Doo is so deeply centered in that in the few moments that he gets to experience that and enjoy that and and there's cartoons for everyone that that this would go for like absolutely like i know that with dwight i'm now i'm speaking for dwight but if he got to go into an episode of teenage mutant ninja turtles Mm -hmm. because that's his favorite anything yeah he would do it for me it's actually a different ghost hunter show if i got to be in uh, the real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. like the cartoon one, or or the first movie. Like, yeah, I would I would die. Like I would be <laughs> so excited if I was in, which is another Frank Welker cartoon. Yeah, if I was in the ah re- uh, real Ghostbusters, like growing up, I had all of the action figures. I had the playset of the actual firehouse. I had the car. I had everything. Yeah. So if I ended up in Ghostbusters, like they ended up in Scooby Doo. I would be losing my damn mind. Yeah, which Dean basically right. does. And and also I would I would also be like, "Oh man, where's Janine?" Yeah, but would you basically put your hands all over her and constantly try to make out No, with her I would and... yell at her and tell her she's annoying. Oh. I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah. Um like like I had well. I had real Ghostbuster comic books. I had the playset. I even had the backpack. The only thing that my parents wouldn't get me is like the jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Because you had to special order it, and gotcha. it costs a lot of money. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, maybe when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, like I, I appreciated that. You know, it. I also feel like it wasn't just Dean. I feel like it was Jensen Ackles who was like, I'm in a Scooby Doo cartoon. Like, I. Th- oh yeah. Which, which, what's so fun about this show is you can tell. When the actors are enjoying themselves. It's really obvious in episodes like The French Mistake, which I think you'll really like, where they break the fourth wall. Um, in, in all the episodes where they get really meta. I mean, it's you can t- in all the episodes where it's comedic, which this show can do funny really, really well. They hit the mark really well. <laughs> um, where I've just been, I mean, I've been one of my all time favorite episodes is a one off like this where it's it's. It is tied in to the storyline in terms of how they end up where they are is related to the story, but the episode itself, the the um, the storyline of the episode mm-hmm. isn't related to it. It's more them trying to get back to whatever. Um, it's one of my favorite episodes of the series, and it's hilarious. And they, you can tell that they are just having a ball with it. Yeah, in this one, like, I I love that that they don't like fix everything like the characters that this ghost killed they're still dead yeah yeah like they're still dead um so so they have to make them think they have to make the scooby-doo gang think that they were right and that like everything was like they said and they have to have this ghost kid pretend to be the character and the joke that they add in they're like oh this money's not no good (laughs) anyways it's confederate dollars i was like Oh my god! <laughs> like, cause, cause I know in the cartoon, like it would be like, oh, it's just play money, but like they say something horribly, horribly offensive. Yeah, and you're like, who thinks of this? <laughs> like, supernatural writers. The, you know, no, I'm guessing that that was like the oh, cartoon. Okay. I guess I joke. I think of supernatural because of so much in the show. What's great is that you know with 
with a fantasy show. What's so lovely about any fantasy fantasy show is that if you want to do something completely insane, you can find a way to do it. And uh, some shows don't allow for that. And what's great about Supernatural is that it's really established that go and her entering a cartoon is not out of the realm of possibility. It's right. not super. I would crazy, do it. I, I, I would. I mean, and it's just like everyone's fantasy to be in their favorite cartoon. Yeah, everyone's. Like, where would you go? Like, what cartoon would you want to be in? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I had a favorite cartoon that I'd want to be in. Like, like for me, it would be the Ah Real Ghostbusters or, or not Ah Real Ghostbusters. That's, That's Ah Real, Real Monsters. Monsters. But the Real Ghostbusters, or, and, my wife hates this cartoon. Doug. I love. Oh, I love Doug. Oh, Doug. Because I, I would love to. I would love to hang out with Skeeter because I love Skeeter. Hey, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I mean, I, I loved Doug. Um, Rocco's I, Modern Life oh, was. I would love to be in Rocco. I would never want to be in that show because really? it's freaking terrifying. No, I'd be more terrified to be in like Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Oh, Daria. Oh, Ren and Stimpy. Yikes. I would love to be in Daria. Okay, Daria. Yeah. Dar- but there was no. I wouldn't say that there was a, uh, a show. See, not a cartoon. There would be, if there was certain uh, TV worlds that I could enter, maybe, but not. Not a cartoon one, well, but that's TV, just me. I wasn't TV you know. world because I I know where I'd pick. TV world, uh, no, because my favorite shows would be terrifying. Uh, I would probably get murdered in Sons of Anarchy. I'd probably get murdered on Buffy. I'd probably get murdered in Supernatural. Maybe Veronica Mars. Nope, could be murdered there. Um, yeah, Sabrina. Okay, Sabrina. All right, fine. I would, I would totally want. Okay, be- Sabrina. I, w- I would probably get murdered in mine, but I would want to be in Firefly. Mm-hmm. I would want to be on the Serenity, like yeah, um, or or on Cheers. Like, <laughs> I would love to be like the other bar back with Woody and Sam. Yeah, and and be like, oh, Mr. Curlin, I I don't I don't know. I'm like Woody. I'm like ten years younger than you. Please call me Scott. I <laughs> like- mean, maybe maybe Smallville. Uh, okay let me take let me take that back let me take that back let's what about fringe wouldn't you want to be on fringe no you wouldn't die crazy terrifying things happen on that show i do not want to drink a glass of water and have a slug come out my throat But you would be part of the team yes still crazy stuff happens to them too Uh, although fringe is another show that turned into a cartoon did it yeah i don't remember that they didn't they didn't enter a specific cartoon uh they're in olivia's head and trying to find her consciousness because it's sharing uh, consciousness. It's Olivia and William Bell sharing the same consciousness. Okay. And they're in her consciousness, which is a cartoon okay. for part of it. Um, no, I, that, what, you know what is, what's funny is that growing up, I never pictured myself being in the show as in, in the world. I pictured myself on the show. I pick, I was the one who pictured myself as a character on the set with the actors working on the show. Oh, okay. That was me. That I was never like, I, as someone who's done that on one of his favorite shows, mm-hmm. like, like haven't, haven't been on the daily show, been in the writer's room. Yeah. Been with like John Oliver and stuff. Like, like I can, I, I, I can tell you that it's pretty magical. <laughs> like That's what, I, yeah, like, that's what I'd always been. And anytime I think of certain shows 
you know, I because Supernatural really has this reputation of being such an amazing place to work. Uh, you know, I could see it being so much fun being an actor on that set. Uh, or just so much fun in the writer's room coming up with this crazy stuff. Being in the writer's room is great. Just That's make what, sure that, yeah. that uh, saying the name of the podcast, in in the writer's bagel basket, there actually is a writer's bagel basket mm-hmm. at The Daily Show. Make sure you take a bagel with you from the outside and don't take it from the actual writer's bagel basket. Okay. <laughs> I will keep that in mind like, like, for like, when that actually happens. I made the mistake of taking the last everything bagel. Oh, and, dear. Yeah. Like, I was that prick. Oh, dear, Scott. Oh, <laughs> so, dear. So, uh, yeah. I mean, in this episode, the writing is very good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's great. It's not like... It's definitely not the best episode, but it's not I, the worst. I would say of the three shows we did, like, the best writing was Riverdale because it's so cuckoo bananas. Um, it, It's... Hmm. Also, the quips are, like... Yeah, the rejoinders are really good. Yeah, I mean, yes, I think out of the three, the one I most enjoyed watching was Riverdale because it's just nuts and you can't, it's just. Sabrina was very bland. Yes. Sabrina's bland, yeah. I was thinking that, like, if we did the the Hilda and Zelda, the teenage years Mm -hmm. one, that would have been more fun. Yeah, and and Scooby Natural, while it's entertaining and it has, there's a, not much to talk has about. A, it had no. I mean, it's there's nothing. I don't want to say there's nothing special about it because that's not true. But I will say the best part is when they broke the Scooby Gang when they told and them they, that they're that, all having a breakdown and that ghosts are real. And yeah, that, Fred that was, starts banging his head on the tree. That was hysterical. So everything you told me, it's true. Mm-hmm. Werewolves, vampires, demons? Mm-hmm. I thought I was blind without my glasses, but I was just blind. Oh, how could I be so stupid? Uh, well, I mean, we've been stopping real estate developers when we could have been hunting Dracula? Are you kidding me? My life is meaningless. If there are ghosts, that means there's an afterlife. Heaven, hell. Am I going to hell? We told you every freaking time. But did you ever listen to Scoob and me? No. We do. Because, like, you, it's almost the equivalent of telling them that they're not real. Yeah. And that that's what they were getting at. what they're at. doing, yeah. And it was hysterical because I always... I always wondered what would happen if, if, like, a cartoon character found out they were in a cartoon. Yeah. And became like, like would, would they kind Would of. they embrace it and, like, just go with the wackiness? Or would they just, like, you know... Lose be, all semblance of existence. super existential yeah. and super depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, that that's what I loved in this. This was, this was fun. This was a lot of fun. And I, I will probably give the show a shot. I hope so. And feel free to consult with me of... Yes, doctor. What, of what episodes aren't the best. Uh, just so you know, season one, episode two, just bear with it. Uh, there, Yeah, season one has a bunch of misses uh, in episodes. Season two is great. Three is great. Four well, is great. Five is great. With Community... The first season of Community is so slow to get yeah. into that you need to, like, pace yourself. Okay. Um, It's not until the end of Community, because Community is also one of my favorite series. Yeah. It's not until they do the paintball episode, which is basically Die Hard, mm-hmm. um, that, that I really, like, 
got into it, but that that's like near the end of the series of the season. Yeah. So like I understand like the first season of a show stinks. Uh, season one of Supernatural doesn't stink. It's just finding its feet. Right. It's where, still it's still really good because it really establishes a lot of things. Where and, a show like Riverdale hits the ground running. With, yeah, and I think they've stayed pretty consistent with the insanity. Which, once again, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. Well, yeah. with this, like, I like the actors. I like the guys. Uh, uh, Jensen Ackles is a, a very talented actor. Yes, he is very. Uh, Jared Padalecki is a Gilmore guy. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, Misha Collins, like, he kind of reminded me of Carl Urbane, uh, the guy who plays Bones in the Star Trek movies. The, Never seen him. Um, he was Judge Dredd in the new Judge Dredd. Nope. No idea. Uh, he's been in everything. Did you see Red? Return. Uh, with Bruce I, Willis. I did, but I don't really remember it. Did you see Pete's Dragon? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is how our conversations are going. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? All right, we've gone through seven well, movies. Have you seen this? It's not my fault that you don't watch shit. <laughs> I do. I Well, I rewatched Supernatural for well, the 20th time. You watch TV shows. You don't watch movies. This is true. Yeah. Um, But he reminded me of Carl Urban. Okay. Like, quite a bit. And... So who, what is he? Cass. Cass. Okay. So, and I'll, I'll cover the whole Constantine thing too. Uh, so Cassiel is an angel. That's not what Constantine is. Yeah. So that's why I was saying, like, I don't think they base it. So yeah, Cassiel is an angel and the way angels work is, uh, for an angel to come to earth, they need to ask a human for permission to take over their body and to use their body as a vessel to hold their angel whatever uh so uh castiel's uh uh i'm trying to think of the right word so one of the things no there's a specific term that's used uh one of which which is used by the demons is or well the boys use it too is that it's the meat suit oh vessel vessel so castiel's vessel so angels refer to it as vessel and demons refer to it as meat suit, pretty much. Um, uh, Cassiel's vessel is, um, uh, oh my God, I'm completely forgetting. Uh, I have it on the tip of my tongue and it's going to drive me nuts. Uh, Jimmy Novak. So Jimmy Novak uh, was contacted by the angel Castiel um, and he was able to hear uh, Castiel's voice and uh, Castiel um, uh, put him through some tests to prove his faith. And Castiel asked permission uh, to enter his vessel and take over. And and Jimmy Novak agreed. And so when Castiel took over Jimmy Novak, that's what he was wearing. Oh, okay. So, which is kind of... Looking sharp. Which, is, which has changed a little bit over the years. But I think that speaks more to Castiel being attached to that look. Okay. Because that's also Castiel. Because uh, Castiel is... Castiel, <laughs> um, which he's just a whole thing. I and mean, you got a big, you got a taste of that. Um, but that's, that's how angels work. And which is a big thing because, uh, yeah, angels don't come into play until season four. I loved how they paired him up with Scooby and Shaggy. Which there is no one else he could have paired with that would have, he's, Cass could only have been paired up with Shaggy and Scooby. And like the fact that he got to do the running in place with them. Yeah. And he, and they're running in place and he's like, nope, let's go. <laughs> and he picked him up and he's like, nope, time to go. 
<laughs> that that was great. Yeah. So how many bagels do you get? How us? many bagels? Oh, Scooby Natural. Mm. Well, it's a supernatural episode. Yep. So it's probably in the nines. Ah, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far. I, I'm see. I'm not a Scooby Doo fan. Not that I'm not that there's anything wrong with Scooby Doo, but I don't get the love and joy. I don't get so excited that a Scooby Doo episode is mixing with Supernatural. You know what I mean? Um, so mm, this is tough. It's one of the better Supernatural. It's one of the better ends, and it is funny. Um, no, you're right. I am gonna give it a solid nine. I'm gonna give it a solid nine. I'll give it eight. All right. Like. I'm not familiar with the show. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I enjoyed it a lot more because I knew the backstory of everything of why Dean loves Scooby-Doo so much and, and the little references here and there and, and why he responds the way he does to children and I thought, and all that. I did think Dean was too much at times. I Well, this is why I didn't give it more than that because right. I think, I honestly think that if, if Dean wasn't really gross with the whole Daphne thing, I would have given it a great rating. That's, it, it was such an ick factor and I I didn't feel that it was super consistent with Dean's character and his behavior in the past. And the stuff, the stuff at the end, I really liked. Yeah. In the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, the ascot thing was hysterical. He's, oh yeah. Um, but, but being really nice to the kid. Yeah. And that's when they're, when there are kids involved, Dean. Because melts like, like the a fact puddle. that, that the ghost was just a little boy who was yeah. being tortured by mm-hmm. this evil man. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. And that's a and that's a thing um, that happens a lot in this series as well, uh, that sometimes certain spirits turn out to be something else. You know, these spirits are killing people, but they all have a backstory to them. That's what I enjoy so much about them, including the one off go- just the ghost hunts that don't tie into the major arc. So um, this, this haunted pocket knife. Yeah. So the kid is dead but was his dad dead too i I, that i didn't understand i don't know so when an object so when an object is haunted so typically ghosts are attached to something Mm -hmm. through either an intense emotional reaction or through their remains so if if a family member kept a lock of hair that lock of hair will tie them to something so uh uh because he says, time to send you back to your dad. So then, yes, I would say that his dad has, has died. Okay, because I thought that it was going to turn out that, like, the, the guy who runs the store that the the shady business mogul mm-hmm. was trying to buy, I thought that was going to be his dad. No, because he's done this with other... Okay. Yeah, this was established. Who knows how long he's been holding this pocket knife because he's been going from store to store in an area trying to haunt it with the pocket knife. So the spirit was attached to the pocket knife for whatever reason. I would think either someone, some accident happened with this pocket knife or this kid has some very intense emotional connection to the pocket knife. And so... That I didn't understand. So that was also why I was taking bagels off because i I, yeah didn't make that very clear right but if if i mean if you've seen any episode there's all of the rules that happen the ghost rules with the iron and the salt and no i don't mean that i don't mean that no i'm just saying i'm just saying like what who the dad was like oh i see what you're saying they didn't make that clear if the dad was dead or not like like they didn't make it very clear um how this guy got the pocket knife like i understand like it it doesn't matter like he had it 
tough to deal with it yeah and a lot and sometimes you don't always get that because that's not necessarily what it's about of how they can't how they got this and how they're using it it's about um how to what's the truth behind the spirit why are they attached to what it is that they are and how do we release them to move on um so uh and yeah so they burn the that was very graphic when they burned it and the kid just disappeared yeah i mean that's you know that's how it happens um anytime they need to well they they do a lot of grave digging and burn bodies in the show happens all the time where they're digging up because uh a spirit is attached to their remains Mm. frequently so um if somebody's just died and typically a more violent death uh so if so the first step usually is to find any human remains and if they have a body that was buried, they go to the graveyard, they dig up the body, and they set the body on fire. And um, so anytime anyone on the show dies, they give them a hunter's funeral to make sure that their spirit is at rest. So they wrap the body, they put it on a pyre, and they set the pyre on fire because that's the only way to ensure. That's so sad. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea. You, I don't get emotional at shows, really, or movies or anything. Um, but this show on more than one occasion has really gotten to me and it does a lot of that stuff really well too jesus like like <laughs> like now, now now i'm worried to watch it um but yeah so this month has been crazy like mm-hmm. like it, it's been a lot of fun like destroying my childhood <laughs> um, like like going to Riverdale and, and seeing like Archie cartoons done that way. It's like, whoa. Yeah. And, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I used to watch the Sabrina the Cartoon, yep. both versions, the 1970s and yep. and the bad Melissa Joan Hart one. Mm-hmm. So, so this was a lot of fun. Yeah. But now our movie is, sadly, you're not going to be here for that. But no. But Josie and the Pussycats is what's coming up next. So if you want to listen to the soundtrack, you have to go on... Uh, to the youtube page of it and listen to the full soundtrack and also you're gonna have to go to voodoo or amazon to rent it or that there might be one on youtube but i don't condone that (laughs) so until next time mallory thank you for being here thank you for having me scott until next time i am scott curlin and i'm mallory saverin bye not fair i would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids He said it. He said the line. Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them.